lift your hands all over this sanctuary. Come on, just lift your hands to the Lord. He is worthy. He is worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, friends, let everything that hath life and breath praise the Lord. Praise Him. All across the sanctuary, would you please stand with me? We're going to read the scriptures in just a moment. Hallelujah. He is worthy and He alone is worthy. Come on, let's just give the Lord a hand clap offering of praise right now. Hallelujah. Please find your Bibles and turn to Proverbs chapter 11. Proverbs chapter 11. We're going to look at verse 24 from the message. Thank you, worship arts team. Amen. Let's thank them for leading us in worship this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. While you're turning to that passage, I will also add my encouragement for you to be here tonight at 6 o'clock for Sunday night revival and awakening services. Pastor Dusty preached three weeks ago on Sunday night. If you have any question about whether or not you should come tonight, I want to ask you to, and challenge you to do one thing. Go online, go to our website, and under archived sermons, watch the sermon this afternoon from three weeks ago. If you will watch that sermon, you will be here. Straight up, Holy Ghost. Powerful. Don't you miss tonight, 6 o'clock. Amen. Proverbs chapter 11, they're going to place it up here on the screen in the message version. The world of the generous expands. It gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy contracts. It gets smaller and smaller. My introduction says that we can determine the size of our world. Everything we do and everything, the way we live has got to be from a belief system. And that belief system needs to come out of the Word of God. I'm motivated, I'm guided by the things that I believe. My practices come out of what I believe. And God is saying here in Proverbs, along with so many other verses, but this one that we're, we focused on for this series, that the world of the generous can literally expand. The world of the stingy will contract. Living a generous life is a very important thing in the Scriptures. God says in 2 Corinthians 9, 7 that he loves a cheerful giver. Everybody say amen. amen. You may be seated. I want you to think with me of a generous person that you know. I want everyone to just right now check out for one moment, just one moment. Think of a generous person that you've watched in life. I'll remind us that Pastor Cecil was a generous moment. Man, individual, pastor, lived a life before us for 53 years 
a life truly of generosity. And we're not talking about money. In fact, this whole series has not been about money. I've told you on three previous Sundays that it's not about money. It could be about money, but it hasn't been about money. I might touch on money before it's over. But I've reminded you the definition of generous literally means to live an open-handed life. The definition of stingy is to live a clenched fist life. And Proverbs says that the world of the open-handed is going to expand so that our lives every day that we live need to be an open hand to the world around us. A very broken person came up to me after the early service this morning, stood right there and began to share the brokenness of this person's life. I want to tell you, this church is to have an open hand to a lost and a hurting world. Because the Apostle Paul says, such were some of you, but now the grace of God has come into your life. I'm going to run. Amen. Hallelujah. The last person you want to be like this with is God. You've lost perspective. When Kim and I were in college, we had to take a world religions course. And we were in Lakeland this past Monday. And so we're driving over to see the college. And on our way, we passed this building. And she reminded me, you remember the world religions course? And we had to go to this particular building where another religious group, not Christian, another religion met, and we had to be in their service. I'm telling you, in every other religion, there is still a system of generosity, of giving. I reminded you that one of the most important concepts in the Word of God, that love is mentioned several hundred times, prayer is mentioned several hundred times, Uh, Different concepts are mentioned several hundred times each. But the concept, give, is mentioned over 2,100 times. I think the only concept that supersedes the concept of give is the concept of salvation, which is woven throughout the Scriptures. But God is saying something to mankind that you cannot negate, you cannot get away from, that God wants us to live an open-handed life to a world around us. And he emulated that by the giving of his son. Somebody say amen. Amen. Mother Teresa said that a life not lived for others is a life not lived at all. Generosity makes your life more purposeful, more focused, more meaningful. Jesus contrasted, as I shared in one of the parts, two individuals in eight verses. Just before he makes his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, he contrasts two people. He contrasts Mary and Judas in the same eight verses. Mary, because she took time to break the alabaster box and to pour expensive a perfume over his feet and wipe his feet with her hair and with her tears. And she is worshiping. And in the very same eight verses, he contrasts with Judas, 
It needs to be given to the poor. And Jesus knew that his heart wasn't even for the poor because he was taking out of the bag. He knew that he would betray him. I'm telling you, the, the Lord knows our hearts and our inner beings. And he's examining, examining us and calling us to do some personal inspection of our lives that we learn how to live generous lives. Amen. This needs to be a rhema word. I spoke to you about the measuring instruments that we use. And friends, you want to use the largest instrument you can find to give out because that instrument will be what God uses according to the words of Christ in Luke 6, 38, that God pours back into our lives. Point number one this morning, and I want to say before I get off my introduction, Evangel Temple is a generous church. We look for opportunities to give. We look for opportunities to sow. I do not, but a fraction of the time, bring and celebrate things publicly that we do because God's the one that keeps the record books. But I've been in settings recently where we were acknowledged on a district level, on a national level, for things that we do. This is a generous congregation. And I believe that the more open-handed that we are, we will see our world continue to expand. Point number one, I want to talk to you about the Lord's tithe. Leviticus 27 verse 30 says that the tithe is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. That word holy literally means in the Hebrew it's been consecrated. It's been dedicated. It is something that belongs to God that he has his name stamped upon the 10%. And that's what tithe means. It means 10%. Remember the 10 lepers that were healed by Jesus only a tithe of those 10 came back to be thankful. That 10%, that tithe is a representation that we are grateful to God for his blessings. I want everyone that's thankful for the blessings of the Lord in your life, I want you to either raise a hand, shout hallelujah, stand up and dance, amen. Run with pastor, do something, but you need to show some thankfulness. Heaven is our source, and God has been good. God has blessed us with health, and God has blessed us with time, talents, and treasure. And Jesus used many teachings to show us the concept of stewardship. He showed us that if you bury your talent, what's going to happen? That talent will be taken away from you. If you don't plant your seed, you'll never bear harvest. Jesus taught the five virgins who were foolish, who failed to have oil in their lamp, and at the midnight hour, when the bridegroom returned, uh, they were not ready, prepared to meet him. Listen, the, the gospel and the word of God is filled with stewardship principles that, friends, we must steward our time, we must steward our talents, and we must steward our treasure. The Bible points out that every man is accountable before God with what God has vested into our lives. Each one of us are given a day with 24 hours in it. Seven days in that week. Everybody's got the same amount of time. I buried a lady this week that she lived 71 years. 
basic allotment in life, uh, Moses says, is between 70 and 80 in Psalm 90. And that's why he says in verse 12 of that psalm, he said, teach us to number our days that we can apply wisdom to every day. What if God required a tithe off of your time? Listen, I've watched people who give time to the Lord's work, and I've watched the hand of God on their life. You will never outgive God no matter what that gift is to God. Whatever you give to God is sanctifying the rest. I watched Pastor Cecil live a life that right up until the final breath that he took, he is serving, he is giving, he is counseling, he is going to hospitals, he is visiting people, he is doing things. You can argue all day long, you can use every excuse in the book, but I read it just a week or so ago in the book of Proverbs. There is a way that you can lengthen your days and you can lengthen your years, but it's not gonna be like this. It's going to be learning to live an open-handed life with all of the blessings of God. We were created to worship. We were created to serve. We were created uh, to give back to God because he's been good to us. Well, I'm preaching real good, and I'm going to come down and say amen to myself. Charles Stanley has a great teaching for all of our seniors who have reached retirement years. If you retire and sit on the sideline, that is not a good thing. You want your years blessed? Find a place to serve God. Find a way to give back to God. All seniors at retirement, listen to me. Find some uh, more hours that you can give and you can serve and you can do for God. God keeps good records. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to celebrate three ladies in the church. Mavis, Tricia, and Amanda. Every Monday morning, those three ladies come in this sanctuary. Our pastors gather at 9 o'clock every morning right here to pray. And they're in here. And they spend several hours going through every one of these pews. There's 219 pews in this sanctuary. And they go through every one of them putting cards and envelopes and tithing uh, envelopes there. E-Connect cards. They spend several hours doing that serving. And I want to celebrate how they're serving. But I want to celebrate everybody that's out there driving a golf cart opening a door, running a camera. Hey, Dan, God bless you. Everybody that's serving in the nurseries, in the greeters, the ushers, kids town, Sunday school, life groups, the worship team, all of these people have jobs, but they're up here giving multiple hours a week to help provide worship atmosphere for us. <laughs> Doctors, nurses, CPAs, pharmacists. They're all up here, but spending hours a week so that we can worship God in spirit and in truth. 
but they're learning to give back and to sow into the work of the kingdom. And it doesn't matter who you are and where you're working. Friends, the people that make the coffee out there. Somebody brought me a hot tea uh, before the service from the cafe out there. Amen. It was a blessing and God bless whoever made that hot tea. But all that is going on, friends, and the, the provision of lives, I had people contact me this week that I never had a clue were watching on a regular basis from different places. But all of that takes people serving and giving back and giving of their time and their treasure. The tithe puts God first. God is trying to create in the heart of every worshiper the mindset of a farmer. So interesting to me that from Genesis to Revelation, he uses agriculture all throughout the scripture. And I'm not a good farmer, and I'm not the son of a farmer. I'm the son of a preacher, amen. But I've been learning about farming, and I've been learning about the sowing of seed. And I don't have a green thumb, amen. But but I, I want to tell you that throughout the scripture, God uses ag, agriculture. And he drives home a spiritual message to all of us that he who sows sparingly is going to reap sparingly. But he who learns to plant, and one of the great truths that I've come on in the last few weeks, that just so many times I've been quoting in my mind. I even quoted it this morning. That when you don't see the seed working, if it's in good soil and in the ground and with right conditions, it's working for you, baby. Amen. It's working. You may not see it. Amen. But it's working. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the farmer trusts. The farmer trusts in the process. He trusts in due season. He will reap if he faints not. Something remarkable happens when God adds his blessings to what we've been sowing and what we've been planting and what we've been releasing with an open hand. Your time, your treasure, your life, the essence of your being to a hurting lost world. Because friends, you can never outgive God. I'm going to say that again. You can never outgive God. When the children of Israel went into the promised land, God required the first city. It was holy. It was devoted. Don't touch the spoils of Jericho. It belonged to God. It was the first fruits of all of the promised land. They were going to get the spoils of the entire region. But God says, don't touch Jericho. It belonged to God. It was holy. It was devoted. What does Achan do? He takes of the spoils of Jericho, hides them in his tent. He is taking something that belongs to God. And God says, the tithe belongs to me. It is the Lord's. It's holy. It's consecrated. Paul says it this way, that God takes the first piece of dough and he blesses the whole lump. When you tithe, you are guaranteeing with that giving of that 10%, you are bringing something to God's house. And you're saying, God, I want you to overflow my house. Amen. I want you to take, listen, God knows how to take 90% and make it stretch a whole lot farther than 100% without the blessings of God. 
Don't put God last. Tithing is always about the first. The first fruits. There are 38 parables that Jesus taught. And 16 of those 38 parables deal with money and our responsibility and how we handle that money. Listen closely. I believe there are ways to see your breakthrough in your life. I believe there's ways you can see a breakthrough in your business. Listen to me, every businessman, every businesswoman, I believe there are principles you can base your business on. And I believe God will honor his word above his name. Somebody say amen. amen. It requires faith. Exodus 23 verse 19 says, The fruit of the first fruits of your land shall you bring to the house of the Lord. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord with your possessions, with the first fruits of all your increase. So shall your barns be filled with plenty and your vats shall spring forth with new wine. Malachi says, Bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse. I want to tell you, that word works. Honor God with his tithe. Whether it's eggplant, whether it's bell pepper, whether it's corn, I want to tell you when you bring in a basket, you garden, and you bring in, you grow 10 eggplants, God gets one of those eggplants. Amen. But you know what he says? I'm going to bless the other nine. When you grow some bell peppers, one belongs to God. But God says the other nine are going to have my blessing. If you're growing some corn, I want to tell you the first ear of corn. Listen, you can plant one kernel of corn and get one stock. But if you take time, hold it right there. Uh, amen. If you count how many kernels come from one kernel, that's a pretty good return. God knows how to multiply. God knows how to do supernatural, exponential things. But one belongs to God. And nine belongs in your house. And your house gets blessed. Amen. If it's an onion, one belongs to God. But the other nine onions belong to God. If it's a cucumber, one belongs to God. But the other nine belongs to God. I want to tell you, if it's a watermelon, one belongs to God. Amen. And nine belong in our house. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, my wife is from Georgia. I think they were born with a watermelon. Amen. They love watermelon more than they wanted milk. Amen. We had watermelon yesterday. Listen, give one to God. He's going, oh, y'all wait. I'm not there yet. I didn't even call for cantaloupe. Just hold on, hold on. Getting ahead of me. But I'm telling you, God will overflow your house. 10% belongs to God. But it's giving God something to work with so that he can abundantly. Listen, this represents the goodness of God. This represents the blessings of God. This represents the 90% that God leaves in your life that then he's still going to add his blessings to. Hallelujah. If it's one cantaloupe, it belongs to God. Come on now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. 
what is this? Oh, that's right. Spaghetti squash. Amen. If you got one, if you got 10 spaghetti squash, one of them is Jesus. It belongs in the house of the Lord because when your loved ones come to the house of God, you want some meat in the house of the Lord to feed them with. Tomatoes. Amen. One belongs to God. The other nine. What is that? A mango. Amen. How many knew that was a mango? Tell the truth. Looks like an orange. Amen. One belongs to God. Peach. I told a story in the early service. I can't tell it in this service. Amen. About peaches. Amen. Because <laughs> I got a Georgia peach. But South Carolina has peaches too. Amen. But my wife says Georgia peaches are much better than South Carolina peaches. Amen. Lemons. One out of ten belong to God. And when you learn to tithe, Fernando, sweet potatoes. One belongs to God. Are you getting the picture? God's abundance is seen here in 90%. How can you say, well, God, you're taking from me? God's table is over here. But from God's table, ministry comes. And the church is taken care of to be able to preach the gospel, provide live stream, do missions work, send our team to Ecuador, send our, our groups all over the world, our kids, help our kids to camp this week, on and on, the vacation Bible schools, the ministry, all that is being done because God's table is taken care of, his house is taken care of, and I make you a commitment, I make you a promise based on God's word that if you will take care of God's house, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your house is going to run over with the blessings of the Lord and the faithfulness of God. And through the years, you're going to see God's goodness in the land of the living. Everybody stand. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Where's the worship team? Listen, I've got two pages, and I had to stop, of the blessings that God says he will bless the tithers with. I'm not going there right now, but I got two pages of notes. And I had to stop writing. Of all that God he, in covenant says he will do. Do you know who you are? We sang about it earlier. Do we understand who we are in the covenant that God has established and what God says over our lives and, and as children of God, joint heirs to the promises of God? Listen. 
there's some rich stuff right here about the rewards of tithing because God in this one covenant I don't know you can find this anywhere else concerning any other covenant but with this one he says test me on it God, God draws a line he said step over that line in faith walk with me by faith Hallelujah. You will not outgive God. This church cannot outgive God. God is faithful to watch over His Word, to perform it. He is faithful to His Word. Even above His own name, He says. says I'll make all grace abound towards you I had to throw one of them in there amen hallelujah with every head bowed and every eye closed you know what let's just lift up a hallelujah I feel that hallelujah 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 God has been so good. Some of you need to come to this altar this morning and say, God, I want to give a little more time to you. And you need to come and offer that to the Lord. Be like this with your time. Some of you need to come to this altar this morning and you need to be like this. Lord, here's my talent. I offer a little more of my talent. Some of you with your treasure, you need to come this morning. And you need to be open-handed with God. If you need to give God some more time, I want you to come right now. If you need to give God some more talent from your life, I'm asking for open-handedness. We're going to sing that through one time. That's a good course. Come on, lead it. Come on. If you want to open your hand with a little more time to God, come. If you want to open your hand towards God with a little more of your, tr your treasure, come. Your talent. Everyone lift up holy hands now all across this house. Everyone online.
under the sound of my voice and you're not where you ought to be with Christ friends this is the time to make peace with God the first sacrifice you need to make is to sacrifice self on the altar and say Jesus come in and be Lord and Savior that's where it all starts and I want everyone under the sound of pastor's voice everyone watching online lady called me this week She's a doctor, and she lives in another well, South Florida, and she said, I want you to know, every time you ask the people to stand, I stand. Every time you ask the people to raise their hands, I raise my hand. I'm going to lead you in prayer, and I want everyone to repeat this prayer. Dear God in heaven, I believe in your Son, that he is the only means of salvation. I repent of my sins and ask Jesus to come into my life to forgive me and to take me and place me in his body thank you for forgiveness thank you for the touch of God on my life and I draw close to you by my confession of faith and receiving Christ into my life with your help I'll begin to live for you and become a disciple of Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Come on, let's give him some praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
I'm going to speak the ironic blessing. And you know I'm passionate about this every Sunday morning. In every Jewish home around the world on Shabbat, this blessing is spoken. I believe in this blessing. And I believe in what it commands. We're going to read that in just a moment. I want to say be back tonight at 6 o'clock. Don't miss the service. Help pastor get the word out this week about God and country united. I want to bring America to the foot of the cross. Hallelujah. Would you lift your hands all over this room and everyone online. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron, who was a priest, and to his sons who were priests, saying, This is how you're to bless my children, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee, and the Lord keep thee, and the Lord make his face to shine upon thee, and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance over you, watching over you this week and give you his shalom, his peace and you will put my name on your families and God says I will bless them and may the peace of Christ be upon us entire church family this week amen, amen, hallelujah God bless you, you're dismissed